Dad Drinking is brought to you by Side Project Jerky. Come check us out at Brewery Ours this weekend where we'll be sampling from 1 to 4 p.m. in South Philly. On the Andrew Ridgely side of Passchunk Ave. No doubt. And you can order now at SideProjectJerky.com. successfully stitched together uh two weeks in a row yeah uh, how you doing jim andrew uh yeah that's the other guy from waham <laughs> that young george guy yes young george y-u-n-g why when they took out the o nobody will know yeah and it's not even uh boy george it's uh george michael george miguel jorge yeah. miguel yeah anyways i'm marcus and i'm jim and we've been dads since 09 that's it's a lo- it's been a long time it has Ooh. Yeah, you you avoiding the E this episode? Yeah, I think there might the kids might still be up for some reason. I don't know why. Okay, all right. So, um, as Marco said, this is episode fifteen. I can't believe we're still doing this. Number one, uh, but I think a lot of especially our especially after last episode. Yeah, that was a little long, the two parter. Yeah. Um, but I think part of our success, actually, the vast majority of our success, is driven by Fidel Gastro's social media handle, which is Marcos's uh, social media. On Instagram and Twitter. Correct. Um, you can find us at Dad Drinking on Instagram and Twitter and on DadDrinking.com, where we have not only um, links to the episodes, we also have recipes yep. and multimedia. Multimedia. Mostly photos that Marcos takes. It's pretty cool, though. And um, we often have a funny header photo for yes. each episode page. Yeah, check it out. Get our analytics up. Get yeah. our Get our self-esteem up. <laughs> It'll be good. Actually, yeah, because we did a, a couple episodes ago, we started talking about the various reviews and comments we were receiving. Since then, not so many reviews and comments. At least yeah, not guys, worth drop putting. us drop us a line, drop us a mailbag. We'll we'll mention you. Um, Even if you're related to us, it would yeah. be nice. It make <laughs> us know that at least you guys are listening. Yes. Right. <laughs> um. So, episode fourteen you alluded to was a little bit of a doozy. Yeah, we got. Uh, as they say, over our skis. Yes, it was a little bit much. We were excited to have John um, on with us. He was a very gregarious, gregarious partner. A lot, we... of, lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I think he picked a great cocktail, and we wound up having so much to talk about that it went two, almost two hours. Yes, which is not our usual wheelhouse. We like to go 35 to 45 minutes so we can hit that sweet spot on your commute on yep. the SEPTA or on the uh whatever they call the northern thing in new york into uh metro north metro north right and right. then new jersey transit the path. li the path the lure the lure <laughs> all those things that's where we want to be we want to be in your heads when you guys are otherwise uh bummed out to yeah. be going to work yeah so today we don't have a guest like john we kind of overdid it yeah. last time we were hoping to have one didn't quite work out yeah um but we'll be back next episode with a guest absolutely that's what we'll promise no no we we've got uh we've got confirmation that we're gonna have super awesome guest but you'll have to wait until that episode to find out until then you're stuck with us yeah um so so we this is a week since we've done our last episode yeah right and um that's not a lot of time to have the best thing you've ever had now especially when uh some of us are trying to cut down on their consumption. I, that's me. I yeah. mean, I, I'm look. I have to be in my brother's wedding. My youngest brother's getting married. The last one in my family. 
on uh, Memorial Day weekend. Now, are you expecting a a a like uh, you know romantic comedy style wedding where like two people fall in love that maybe shouldn't fall in love? Someone eats shit. Oh wait, that's American Pie. <laughs> so wait, I'm sorry, not a romantic comedy, more of a. It's gonna a, be more. It's probably gonna tilt more towards slapstick. Uh, yeah, you know, okay. gross humor. Yeah, then it will just based on the bachelor party and, and the guys that I met there. Okay. I think they're gonna be doing some sloppy stuff. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna be a very classy affair. And, okay. And where is um, the wedding? My, it's in Wilmington, Delaware. Ooh. Yeah. At Wilm. The, the Hotel Dupont. Yes. In the Gold Ball. I've been there. It's beautiful. I had. You know what? I had a uh, a fraternity uh, formal. Or like yeah, it was in the, the gold ballroom. It was in the gold it's ballroom. Pretty, right? Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember much, but <laughs> I think there was some lights and it was gold because it was it, yes. Yeah, it's uh, beautiful. I don't know. It's like an old timey hotel. Yeah, the Dupont's really did it right. The DJ was playing some super shitty late nineties, early two thousand. Like gin blossoms. No, no, it was. Um, oh fuck. Better than Ezra. It, no, it was like it was dumb hip hop. Like it was really just like washed. Like, Ew. yeah, like like Will Smith maybe. Was, <laughs> like no no no. Was nah, it? Nah, uh, nah, nah. It wasn't like something cool like Rex and Effect, right? No, of course it not. was not Rum Shaker. No, it, no. Was it, it uh, Naughty by Nature? <sighs> maybe. I like I said. I mean, it was a long time ago, and many many cocktails ago. <laughs> <laughs> so so back back to it. I, I'm. My the goat and I are yes. trying to basically slim down to look super hot in the photos. Right. So basically, anything you've drank this past week was the best thing you've drank because it was the only thing yes. you drank. Yes, I mean, I, I I literally I had maybe two beers, and the okay. best thing I had was um, an Alien Church ah, IPA from from Tired Hands. Tired Hands. Tired Hands is a local brewery and fermenteria. Yes. Um, that specializes in hyper fresh. IPAs with interesting, um, interesting taste and flavor profiles. Yeah, different spices they throw in there, and they give them. They get crazy. Their hashtag is Dream Beer, so yeah. they'll do some some nutty shit. I know. Uh, oh shit! What's his name now? Oh, Jean Brolier. He was. Uh, I think he was at Wirebacher, and now he's he's at the helm of Tired Hands. Oh really? Yeah. See, I like. I think Wirebacher is an underrated local. Wirebacher is great, and, and Wirebacher has. I would say as of late has been very quiet um yeah i mean i don't i don't see a lot coming out of wirebacher maybe i'm just not paying attention i feel like they distribute in wegmans exclusively now like that's the only place i ever see their stuff yeah no on a bigger scale i've loved wire wirebacher is actually one of the few pumpkin beers that i can i can drink so they made a um they made a fleur-de-lis sour uh, a couple years ago, that was delicious, and I haven't seen it since then. Okay. I, I don't know if it was called Fleur de Lis, but I remember it had the Fleur de Lis on the label because I remember thinking, if I ever see this Fleur de Lis thing again, and you're not thinking I'm of the Fleur de Lehigh. No, no, no. This and was you're a not sour. thinking of the Yard Saison. Wrong. No. Which both have the Fleur correct. De Lis. However, this was a. So I guess Fleur de Lis plays in a lot of local. I guess craft beer <laughs> branding for some it reason. It tests well in the in the yes. uh, in the yeah. in the groups. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that that was my best thing, but it was really good. And yeah. My buddy from work um, brought me a, a four pack. He he uh, lives nearby, and apparently, the Tired Hands guys are doing the same thing that they're doing a lot in Vermont. Where they'll have limited edition special release four packs do, of cans. Yeah, week, weekly can release with yeah. allotments and, and people and the whole hang out shit. People, and line up. Yeah. yeah. 
I've not done that. But neither I've, have I. And neither has my buddy. He just happened to luckily be there at the end of a rush, and I yeah. think it was bad weather or something, and he grabbed, uh, you know, $82 of the beer, which is like four four packs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I do – I love their beers. I, I was hoping – I was talking to Billy Braun. I was hoping to actually get the jerky in their general store, but they've kind of gone radio silent about that. So mm. if you're listening, Tired Hands, I still good sponsor. would like you to carry our jerky in your Our sponsor's jerky. Our sponsor's jerky. Yes, right, right, right. Yes, yes, right our sponsor's yeah, jerky. Yeah. Right. Not affiliated <laughs> with Side Project Jerky in the least. <laughs> Except that I own it. So that was mine. And, and I'm sorry that it's such a lame... Uh, like a random IPA, but it was actually that's, very that's tasty. Not, that's not lame, though. I mean, listen, like if if you can get your hands on a you know tired hands can release, I mean, you're doing you're doing something right. And it's good. They have interesting artwork um, yeah. on their on their cans. Yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, it, it was tasty. But my main concern right now, I have two weeks to go. I'm going to be in a tux. Actually, what's pretty cool is my brother. Is it a tux you own? Or yes, it's one I own. You're not renting. No. I, I mean, and I actually suggested to my youngest brother because he he wanted to buy a tux. And and both me and my brother-in-law, who's also in the wedding, we, we own our own tuxes. And my other brother yeah. wanted to buy a tux. He just needed an excuse. So let's just do, like, an assortment of cool classic tuxes. Yeah. And I mean, he went are... for it. Like, dude, three three James ass Bonds. I mean, cool. James. <laughs> It'll be good. James Bond Cosgrove. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. James no, I, I listen. I love a tux. I wish, I wish that I could go to more fancy tux events. Yeah, I mean, they t- fall tux events. Sure tux events tux, are good. Tux, tux, tux events. So, so the uh, but my main concern is that I have my son James, right, and my other son Hugo. They're also wearing tuxes to this thing, and I'll be damned if I'm not the best looking. Cosgrove guy in a tux. All right. You might be, but you're certainly not going to get the kudos that a tiny little Cosgrove is going to get because Possibly, everyone's yeah. going to be like, oh, que guapo. And you know, the whole thing. So I think only like five people going to this will speak Spanish. So I don't know yeah. if, every, if everyone says that, that will be pretty amazing, but it'll be pretty good. <laughs> so, so uh, what about you? What was the, since, since we last were sitting in the studio, what was the best thing you drank? So, when we last recorded, I was prompted to finally get myself some some barware so we could have yeah dad drinking barware at at the actual yeah. recording studio. Typically, I basement. would I would bring it in my Jansport from 1994. Right, um, which is a nice Jansport. It's great. It's got those little side pouches and the uh, the straps across the back in case you want to throw your your hiking jacket, your shell right on the outside of your uh, pack. Right, <laughs> I brought it to Silesian School every day. And it, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's lasted 15 years, man. It's a great, it's a great backpack. Jansport's great. I used to keep a lot of spray paint cans in my Jansport. Oh, yeah? When you yeah. tag, you guys are running yeah. tag everything? Yeah, I used to, you know, write graffiti in those, those wow. rough and tumble streets of Salt Lake City. <laughs> Woo! So, so since I, you know, got myself a little mixing glass and the stir and like the whole shit and since we've been basically buying booze nonstop since we started this whole <laughs> enterprise um i i took to making some cocktails so i i got another bottle of vita and shout out to the plcb because they finally have mezcal in the fucking stores they might be listening to us yeah what's up plcb thank you for like well to be fair to them they've had one bottle of mezcal brand that they would carry because i think that whoever bought it didn't realize that it's not the same as tequila yeah. right yeah. they just thought they were buying 
a tequila brand named Mezcal. But in any event, they uh, they've got they've got the Del Mugway Vita. So I picked up a bottle, and it's not I mean decent price point, not not bad. I think it was like thirty nine bucks. That's not bad. Yeah, it's still like five six bucks more than when we bought it in DC. Yeah, but, but everything's gonna be five six bucks more. So that that's that's why I buy Yellowtail, son. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, um, so I so I made myself a Mezcal Negroni. Um, you know how was it? It was the best thing so, I've so you replaced all week. <laughs> so I'm sure you replaced the gin with the mezcal. Yeah. Okay. And did you add the bitters in too? Yeah. Yep. I did. Nice. Uh, I think I did the Fee Brothers Orange Bitters. Okay. Um, and it was, yeah, that simple. I mean. The Grupo Campari. The Grupo Campari. And right. it was just, uh, it was it was a fun little, you know, kind of, I was cooking on Mother's Day. I made like a whole like Mexican feast. I did carnitas. Nice. I made guacamole. Nice. Uh, did not make my own tortillas. Need need to get there. Need to. My sister-in-law makes her own tortillas. They're delicious. Yeah, I'm looking for a tortilla press sponsor. So, you know, if anyone out there is, uh, you know, or or if someone's just looking to get rid of a tortilla press, let me know. Yeah. Um, but that's that's tough. I mean, that becomes labor intensive. So. So for whom did you cook on Mother's Day? So I cooked for my lovely wife, Kelly. Mm. Who shout out to Kelly, kick ass mom, really mm-hmm. just does the damn thing with with momming. Um, her her sister in law or her sister her sister, <laughs> which is my sister in law, sorry. <laughs> her sister and her husband and their mom. So cool. We had three moms. Uh, you know the the nephews came over and uh, we we had a great time. We had a great time. Even and everyone though, everyone digs the the Mexican food. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was a hit across the board. That's uh, good. I made a I made a salsa verde that only a couple people could eat. Okay, uh, it was a little spicy because I uh, did some like three or four jalapenos, but for the most part, it was it was a nice meal. Um, we had a good time, and you know, I was uh, I found myself just you know while I was cooking, like you know, shit's resting or you know, shit's simmering, and I'm gonna go ahead and make this mezcal negroni. So, so what would, what did it taste like? How was it different than the typical negroni that we had all the way back in episode one, which is basically like eight months ago now. Yeah, no, it was it was. Um, I think I think it's just I love really love that that smokiness of the mezcal. Yeah. Um, and the the bitter and I think the the, the compati and like the the bitters I think almost like mellowed out the the vita. For, okay. Like somehow. I, yeah. I, I don't. I mean, it it's not like it's mellow to begin with. It's not like a very hot booze but um i think just even like i would say circumstantial deliciousness right because like the whole like you know ritual of preparing the cocktail right like Like uncle ron cooper says you have to stir it 12 times at least in each direction yeah to make it mix correctly it's uh i love it like I, i i think that was kind of so did you do the um compilation in the mixing glass stir it so it got cold and then pour it into a rocks glass on yeah. the rocks yeah nice yeah right? I did, yeah it was <laughs> that's beautiful it was awesome. it's delicious it was so great and Love i had that. um i had oranges from the cognita so i just like had a little bit of you know orange peel it was fucking awesome beautiful yeah. so what is it about us and mezcal because i feel like every drink that we've liked recently and even back to the start of the show has had a mezcal component in it ever since we learned about uncle ron cooper the vita folks and just the oaxaca trail 
we've really been interested in mezcal and the flavors that it brings out in the cocktails. Well, I think you and I both have a penchant for Isla whiskeys. It's true. A little peaty smokiness. And as, as much as I love that punch in the face, a lot of that stuff's cask strength, or it's just, you know, it, it's, it's got that, that whiskey profile. The that, fire. Yeah, just that the fire. Yeah, exactly. And there's it's no fire in, in agave liquor, basically, which is actually really good. At least good agave liquor. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, tequila no. from college is different, a different story. Right. Right. That burned. But this stuff does not really burn, especially if you have it cool on yeah. the rocks. It's yeah. delicious. Oh, my gosh. It's super mellow. It's, it's great for, for sipping, for gulping. Um, but uh, here, here we are again, episode 15, and, I, and, and we're back to Miss Cow. Right. This is, so the drink, the big reveal here, guys, what you've been waiting for, the big the drink this time was based, it's a tweak on a drink from Bon Appetit called the Siesta. The Siesta is a, um, a tequila drink, um, but we're, we are calling it the improved Alex Delaney. Yes. Um, and we'll get into why we're calling it that, but let me talk a little bit about the recipe first yes. right so so the the siesta, the siesta recipe calls for um two ounces of tequila blanco instead of doing tequila blanco we decided to go with the smokier cousin the mezcal hoven which is also a blanco agave liquor three quarters of an ounce of simple syrup again you just make simple syrup doing a one-to-one ratio uh boil that baby until it kind of dissolves yep. and then let it cool um three-fourths of an ounce of fresh lime juice. Our, our juicers were getting a lot of work tonight because you also have to put in one-half ounce of fresh squeezed grapefruit juice. Um, you put in the half ounce of the Campari, the Grupo Campari Campari, um, and you put all that into a shaker. This is the first drink we've done in our 15 episodes where we had to use a shaker. Yeah, we were team stir for a while there. Right, and, and, and largely... Generally speaking, most people recommend that for, unless you have a fruit component, yeah. a fresh fruit component of your drink, you don't shake um, because it damages the, the delicate balance of the flavors of the liquor. Whether that's true or not, I don't know, but I've, I think that we've done well with the stirring. Yeah. The, but the shaking agree. here was pretty cool. You get to shake for at least 30 seconds. I would, I would say that it was necessary. Definitely. And you have to then strain it through a mesh strainer. Um, and garnish with a well. So Alex, in his article in Bon Appetit for the uh, siesta, recommends garnishing with a um, grapefruit peel. Yeah. We and in the original Bon Appetit recipe, it called for garnishing with a lime wedge. So we kind of split the difference. We did a uh, grapefruit peel. Yeah. Uh, Marcos, uh, what's it called? Flamed you flame, it, flamed. You flame the, you flame the peel, yeah, yeah or you, the zest or he whatever. He flamed yeah. the, the, the oil, basically yeah. squeezed the oil and, and made the flame shoot out, dropped it in, and then we um, put a little lime zest on top of it. Yeah. Um, we call this the improved Alex Delaney because Alex was the author of the uh, article in which the siesta kind of caught our attention as yeah. a spring drink, like, hey, welcome back spring. Like very superlative, in- incredibly, uh, you know, online article-esque right this is the only cocktail you need this seo seo optimized yes right for sure with that's a little bit redundant but yeah you know what i mean like it was optimized for search engines right (laughs) (laughs) hence hence search engine optimization yeah the acronym is is applicable here and uh the thing the thing that makes me laugh about (laughs) 
about this uh, about this drink is and calling it improved Alex Delaney is because Marcos uh, he he fancies himself an improved Alex Delaney, but without the I, job. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually I feel like I feel like Alex Delaney is an improved Fidel Castro. That, that's fair. I mean, you have great <laughs> photography, but I, I I didn't know anything about Alex until tonight. Yeah, and um, I saw his I saw his Instagram, and it's he has he's an amazing food photographer. Yeah, I no, mean now obviously like people know he's from Bon Appetit, so they put a pretty plate in front of him. Of course, but like he still captures the moment and the food very well. It's he's really good. interesting. Yeah. yeah. No, he, he he's great. It's he's uh, he's everything I'd want to be. But uh, I mean, so do you? Would you? I think you should actually change your your Instagram avatar to the the guy talking on the shoe phone, like the DJ Khaled holding up the high top. Shit's like old Alex. though, man. I know it is, but it, it'd be funny to bring it back. Yeah, well, I could I could just copy him and copy everything. Yes. that he does. So for a while there. <laughs> <laughs> bon Appetit was doing this whole hashtag BA staff. And this was, this might even predate Alex Delaney or before Alex Delaney kind of, you know, his, his cream rose to the top of the crop. But, um, yeah, I was, I was doing hashtag not BA staff <laughs> and I was taking similar pictures to what they would take. And I'd say, who, you know, who, who, who shot it better? It better? Yeah, yeah. Who shot it better? Because I'm a dick <laughs> and I'm a troll and I, you know, even though I take a lot of pictures of myself and post on social media because I'm very, very, vain. very narcissistic yeah, and yeah, vain. Right. Um, but uh, I also do kind of hide behind my social media persona, which okay. is which is great. I mean, you know what? You're like a uh, uh, an internet guerrilla warfare specialist. I I suppose, yeah. Hence your name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I see what you did there. Thanks, man. So, but no, but so so Alex. Um, is again the very little that i know about him is actually i think he's a philly guy or maybe a mainline guy or delco guy. whatever it makes it makes sense when you see the way he talks yeah you no, know on, good. Look, on instagram roots, social media he roots yeah. for the eagles he roots for the sixers this is all this is all well and good but he's been the target of of me as a troll and <laughs> other other philly food heads because really why well, I, you know, he's he's in New York. He's writing articles about Philly, and he's again. I mean, it's it's Bon Appetit, and it's your, you know, again talking in superlatives like, oh, this is epic. This is life changing. SEO. It's lit, fam. Like the whole thing, right? So so people are like, who's this fucking dude who's like doesn't even live here, and he's like talking all this shit, right? But to to his credit, I mean, he's he's done some you know very good journalism. I, I you know the whole cheesesteak thing, despite the fact that he didn't mention Spot Burger, um, he ate I think I don't know like a dozen cheesesteaks in one day. I mean that's that's some shit. And then he you know filmed it and all the rest and like these are the reasons that I that I dislike him just on paper because he he has the job that I want. But if you are listening, Alex, like. Shout out to your journalism, shout out to your millennialism, shout out to your mustache, and shout out to the fact that you look like Michael Cera. <laughs> What's his social media uh, handle? So uh, it is check it out. at Alex underscore Delaney. Alex underscore Delaney. Okay. Yeah. That's confusing. <laughs> um, so, so, so the siesta. Yes. Okay. And the improved Alex Delaney that we made based on his siesta. Yes. What are your 
tasting notes on that Fidel Gastro. So I'm I'm I gotta say I'm I'm with my boy Alex here. Like all the superlatives, this this thing was a a spring punch in the face, late spring, early summer punch in the face. I would love to drink this on the deck. Yeah. Um, perhaps with many many citronella candles burning. Yeah. Get those damn mosquitoes out of here. Um. Actually, the citronella smell would go well with this drink. Yeah. You right? know what? Citronella kind of smells like it has a Campari base to it. Yeah, yeah, it's got it's got a weird sort of bitterness, but it's it, it's great. It's actually so we this is our also in addition to it, this being our first shaker drink. This is also uh, Dad Drinking's first coupe drink. That's right. That was the other thing we did that was different that uh, from Alex's siesta. He he preferred it in a rocks glass, which we typically do as well. Um, but this we actually used the coupe. And we got some our hands on some old style coupes. Very cool bubble glass with a little fake gold rim. It's pretty badass. Yeah, these, these and are uh, tight. and uh, we tried it out, and and I think the coupe worked well for this. It gave a good, especially with the lemon zest or sorry lime zest on top. Yeah, it really gave a good. Uh, the punch in the face was more potent with with the coupe glass and the wide mouth. Great than it nose. Been. Yeah, visually the, stunning. Very pretty drink. Yeah, it's I a very think- pink grapefruity color. I would say the the only bummer for me was that we spent so much time taking pictures that that initial foam that you created by shaking the cocktail kind of subsided a little bit. Yeah. But I was hoping for, I, I think actually what might do this even a little bit more good is maybe just a, a splash of tonic. Yeah, or soda. Or soda water, yeah. I think would be awesome. I think that would be good. Yeah. I think if you put it in a highball glass and added some some soda, it would be very tasty as well. Yeah. And probably more approachable for a lot of people. Although, you know, I always have liked the coupe as opposed to a martini glass because it's a little bit more refined. But you've been decidedly anti-coupe since we yeah. started this show. Yeah, so, well, <clears throat> these coupes are these coupes are actually similar to those giant martini glasses that I have. Which are ugly, but they do they do serve a purpose because when you make a you know standard portion cocktail, martini, Manhattan, what have you, they, it doesn't go to the top, so you're not worried about you know spilling right you know, precious precious liquids. <laughs> and these coops that you bought are are the same way, like the, the little teeny tiny coops. Oh, you don't like the mini coops? Well, you know I like how big it makes my hands look. Yeah. But, but aside from that. Although, do you like the Mini Coopers? I initially no. No. Initially no. I think now for some reason I might drive one. I you know I would just like to drive one. I wouldn't like to own one. Just I'd just be curious to see you know how they like whip around. Like dee, you know what I mean? like, but. So would you prefer a Mini Cooper or a Mini Ron Cooper? Mini Ron Cooper, of course. <laughs> Obviously. Dude, Mini Ron Cooper would be – but would Mini Ron Cooper's voice also be yes. like squeaky? Yes. Like he be, would be like shrunk down. Yes. Like, okay. Be shrunk okay. in Uncle so Ron. Like, in like a cartoon. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all right. Yeah, dude. Mini Ron Cooper all day long. So, so back to the drink. What I really liked about it, it was very vibrant. I don't know if you said that already. No, I wasn't paying attention to you. Not in those words. No, it was very vibrant. And we just can... we just hit shift F7 up in this bitch, and Jim is my thesaurus. <laughs> so it's nice and vibrant. It has a um, – you can kind of sense – Alex talks about this in the article in Bon Appetit that it's kind of like a 
the reawakening of the senses. I don't know if he said exactly that. I'm paraphrasing him, but it does have a, you know, you kind of feel hopeful that, um, you know, it's going to be a good day, a sunny day, a pretty yeah. day if you have this drink. And I'm, I'm if very much... If you're waking up and having this drink, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have a great day. Or I'm going to have six more of these and take a nap. <laughs> well, so that's the thing. It's called the siesta, which in Espanol means nap, right? right. There's, a, there's a whole culture in Spain and in some Latin American countries where people take naps um, in the middle of the day. I used to live in Santiago in Chile or chili, as some people call it. Um, and Child. I, I was always, <laughs> I was, or Chile. My, my parents call it Chile, right? Like, oh. No matter how many times I try no, and say, really? they're trying to be like culturally sensitive and they're trying to say it correctly, but they just botch it. Yeah. So when I say Chile, That's they're like, yeah, so when you lived in Chile, um, I love it. I love it. I can't wait until I do that to my kids about Mandarin or something and uh, whatever they end up speaking when, yeah. they're, uh, when they're older. But um, when I go down there, people would – your lunchtime, your lunch hour, things like businesses would be basically closed for an hour and a half from basically 1 to like 2.30. And it was because people would either go home for lunch and have a longer lunch. Yeah. Um, or – and this is like kind of a Spanish tradition where people would take like a half-hour nap at the end of their meal. In, in Chile, however, they would um, often use that hour and a half for Chile. errands. Yeah, for errands, for for whatever they had to do. Yeah, and and they would just stay longer at work, right? There also dinner was not the biggest meal. It was lunch. It was always the largest meal of the day. Okay, and then you'd have like a snack kind of at like eight thirty nine o'clock at night. Okay, um, which okay. I actually went. I adopted it. And I've never really gotten out of it. I still eat dinner at like eight thirty nine o'clock. Do you really? Night. Yeah, part of that is because I'm a dad. And I have kids. And You're also like, a lawyer and you work late as fuck. Yeah. And I like to put the kids to bed um, if I can. And then actually enjoy a moment with the goat um, yeah. ourselves and have dinner I, together. You know, I, I'd like to do more of that. I, we, so, so. You guys have the family dinners? I, I I'm. Because per- I'd like to do that. So, so, so personally, I think growing up. And, and we may have mentioned this on the podcast before, but growing up, the only time my family all sat down to dinner was on Sunday we're night. Married with we're children. married with children, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, so so the family dinner is very important to me. So however we're going to do it, I want to sit down for 30, 45 minutes. Now, this is becoming increasingly challenging with child activities. Yes. Right? So so my kids swim three times a week. Ugh. And are they taking lessons or are they on swim team? So they're, they're, it's basically a, 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 a clinic of sorts. So we, we joined this, this club called CCA Colonial Community Aquatics. Not that, that means nothing to any, any yeah, of you me, listeners. Including, including me. Including, yeah, including, <laughs> including my co-host. <laughs> but it's, it's three times a week. It's 45 minutes. And they get basically like swim lessons. But like in a lane, like they're swimming laps, like – my whole thing is I want the kids to be active as, as much as possible. Sure. Because given their druthers, which is one of my favorite words. It's, good. it's a good word. Or my favorite expressions, given, given, given their druthers, mm. given my druthers, whatever, they would, they would opt to just fucking stare at the iPad, the iPod, that's the, tough the thing. iPhone. I think that's a challenge, a blessing and a curse of yeah. modern parenting is the benefits of having an iPad to make them shut the hell up if you need them to, like on it's, a flight, right? Yeah. Like that's the best thing about a flight. Yeah, road trip, flight. Yeah. Like, but you also don't want them to get hooked on it where they don't enjoy being outside right? playing basketball in the driveway or having a catch in the backyard, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, so. 
But um, totally interrupted you. Yeah, I don't, you I, don't even, change the, change I, don't, I don't even know where we were going with this. It's probably oh, the family dinner, the family yeah, dinner. Yeah. So, so basically, but bottom line, long story short, it's it, it does get harder as the kids get older. Definitely, I think the other thing that gets harder. Speaking of siestas, is when you are a parent and your kid stops napping. <laughs> right? That is like one of the worst things. Because one of the big crutches of being a new parent, and anyone who's listening to this, it's a dad that um, thinks your kid's gonna nap for four years is sorely mistaken. Because there's a, basically a period around two and a half years old when they don't really need long naps anymore, right? And they decide that they're not gonna nap anymore, and you're stuck basically having to entertain them for a year and a half to two years um, while they're growing out of their toddler phase and getting into their school age phase. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's really, it's a shock to the system. Like to me, <laughs> I remember, I remember I used to plan when I was home on paternity leave, I used to plan to meet online and play uh, modern warfare too um, with some guys. And I would get pissed during nap time, during nap time. And I would get pissed when it was over. Cause I would hear the baby wake up. That's right? so funny. And, so I, um, I really, really um, was bummed out when my kids stopped napping. The youngest guy stopped napping like at 18 months this time. He's just like a fireball. He does not need to sleep at all. He's kind of like me. Yeah. I don't nap at all. Um, question for you, the Marcus. Like I know you said back in episode two that the Aperol induces quite a few summer naps for you. Oh, for sure. Um, for sure. Are you a napper? Or do you partake in the siesta culture, the history of the siesta? I try so hard so hard to nap i i like like um, i will wake up on a sunday and and we'll we'll go to church nice we'll go to breakfast nice and sometimes even before church i'll wake up and i'll be like you know what today's the day i'm gonna take a nap and like i announce it to, to, to 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 kelly to the kids i will be napping this afternoon you will not bother me I'm going to go upstairs, I'm going to shut the door, I'm going to take a motherfucking nap. <laughs> and it never happens. No? No. Well, it's sometimes. Sometimes, like, I'll be able to catch a nap here and there. But, I mean, sometimes it's of my own. I'm... So I think it's ingrained in the Latin culture because the goat is of Latin descent as well. And she always encourages me to take a nap. And I'm a person who never napped, even as a child. I must have been horrible. But do you kid. get do you get cranky or do you get tired or do you find that you're kind of a, a high energy person? I'm a high energy person, but See, sometimes I'm a high energy person, but like as soon as I either sit down or as like I, I, I will overextend myself at, at certain points and then I'll just get like pissed off and like sometimes like all right, I gotta go fucking take a nap. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't usually get to do it. My father-in-law, Diana's dad, takes naps pretty much yeah. every day, um, on the weekends. I don't know about during the week, but that's he, incredible. I mean, he he does a good job of it. And um, but they say I did a little research into this because the siesta, the drink, didn't have a big history. In fact, Alex didn't attribute it to anyone. I think he just attributed it to Bon Appetit magazine. So yeah, that's cool if they invented it. Um, but um. The the so the history of the uh, the nap, or I guess not really the history of the nap, but the, what they talk about with the nap is that you should really limit it to twenty or thirty minutes. Yeah. It's a great way to wake your brain up. Apparently, yeah. um, During the course of the day, the, the 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 modern grind through lunch, not eating anything, really apparently affects your productivity in the afternoon. I think I can probably attest to that. Yeah. Um, but the recommendation is you sleep in a chair or on a sofa. So you don't get too comfortable, get too deep of a sleep, like you would in a bed. You now, sleep. who's 
Who's the who's the foremost nap researcher? Is there? I like, don't. I don't know. I, I mean, or is this? I mean, this is like general. This combined. This is, this is in the public domain this at this public, point, right? So many people have done this over centuries. It's not like Doctor Nappington. <laughs> probably, it's probably his name is probably uh, you know Sydney or something. <laughs> Sydney Nappington. <laughs> so, so Sydney Nappington says that you need John to... Siesta. <laughs> Uh, so, so the, 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 so the, the idea is you only sleep for 20 or 30 minutes, but the danger is getting too deep into sleep and then being groggy when you wake up. So I find it very interesting in doing this research again in the public domain. I'm not going to attribute this to anyone. Yeah. The suggestion is that you drink a cup of coffee right before you take your nap. And the idea is that the caffeine takes 20 to 30 minutes to kick into your system. Yeah. So right when you should be waking up, also set an alarm, but right, right. when you should be waking up, <laughs> you'll have the benefit of the caffeine kicking in to take the grogginess away, right? So I, I found that pretty interesting. I don't nap. You you try to. You can't. But my yeah. question goes back to the, the parenthood, the fatherhood thing. Yeah. When did your kids stop napping? So Camilla hung on to it for a while so for first kid so i think Sylvia, my daughter i think maybe until three maybe oh, i think sylvia was still going at like four she yeah. was still doing at least and, and the goat does a good uh has a good technique when they're finished with nap she still gets her respite during the middle of the day by telling them to go to quiet time in their room that's yeah when they're basically locked in their room yeah. <laughs> for an hour at least listening to cds or playing or doing art or whatever it is they're doing and uh, I, I think but i think it's important to have for for kids to be able to occupy themselves I, yeah. and 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 really i mean that that is a, a major source of our frustration is you know, being needy and like, oh, there's nothing to do. I want to, you know. I'm like, bored. Yeah, it's like I'm you, bored. You're not fucking bored. Like I'm, I'm looking at this closet and I'm looking at, I'm looking at like seven closets right now. And there's board games. Yeah, you're, you have a lot of closets. There's dresses. We've got heaps of closet <laughs> space, dude. Suburbs, like, fuck yeah. If you like, love closets, come out. If you love closets, yeah. come out to the suburbs. Seriously. I got like there's like three walking closets. I'm just I'm looking right now just at the side of the podcast studio where you are, and there's three different closets, and two of them have double doors. Yeah. Yep. One's one's even fucking got cedar on the inside of it. Yeah. What's up now, moths? (laughs) Anywho, we digress. But yeah, no, I uh, people uh, parents, early parents, young parents. uh, parents, You don't know what's gonna hit you. You you are fucked. You are fucked, but maybe maybe not because maybe your kids are you know as as time goes on maybe your kids are those device kids and maybe you're like you know what I'm just gonna throw them on that shit let them play Candy Crush who knows who knows hey I got a question for you talk to me do you have any fast casual for me uh yeah dude I got a few fast casual turn actually. that music on Marcus all right, let's turn it on all right yes because we're starting to run long. And we don't want to keep drinking for another seven hours like we did last time. Yes. That was rough. I apologize for the, the tail end of that it podcast. It was fun. I mean, it, it got Chef Johnny Mac to do the uh, Backpack Boy dance or whatever they call that. The flossing. The floss. Yeah. He couldn't do the fresh, though. No, he doesn't know how to he do did, that. He did post the fresh. 
fresh is like some crisscross arms did, and Kaylin stuff. Kalen did the fresh, yeah. So, anyways, so uh, let's let's talk fast casual. Ooh. So, uh, speaking of Alex Delaney, yes. Um, speaking of um, food rags, okay. Bon appetit or food and wine. Mary. <laughs> I don't not, know. This I'm... is not fuck Mary kill. Okay. This is uh, this is either or. Um, which one does is Padma Lakshmi associated with? Uh, bon appetit. I think food and wine because nowadays they do the food because, wine challenge. Because a top, a top chef. That's the one I love. A top food chef. And wine. Yeah, right? food and wine is what I love. <laughs> I gotta tell you, a I... feature in Food and Wine magazine. That's right. <laughs> and a spot at the Food and Wine Classic in Aspen. Do I sound exactly like <laughs> dude? Right? dude, I, You're dude so my, sexy. my Padma, my Padma's great. Why are you standing like that with a split skirt? Please pack so your weird. knives and go. <laughs> that, well, that sounds a little I'm more British. I'm sorry. Well, she's. Uh, well, anywho, sorry. Um, okay, so, so so food and so, wine. So food even and wine? Though, So so I think we actually. Have, but what about Alex Delaney, man? Alex is pretty cool. I mean, I'd probably like to hang out with that guy. But do, I, do me this favor. Do me this. Would favor. rather hang out with Padma. Yeah. Do me this favor. Spend twenty minutes on both of their Instagrams, and let that inform. On the magazines and Instagrams. On the on the food and wine Instagram. On the periodicals and Instagrams. the BA okay. Instagram. Are okay. they? But are they both Condé Nast? I don't know. I mean, if they we are, should have done like, this. We should have done this research. Um, so, so I we actually no mailbag used... mailbag help us out. Yeah, we used to get Bon Appetit. I think at the house for a okay. little bit for a minute, and Diane used to clip uh, recipes. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she ever made them, but she used to clip them. Yeah, I, I, I can guarantee Kelly has like. 20 recipes saved um that she's like dude this looks great i was like well we should totally make it but so i i will say though like when we when we first moved down here it was like this like world of wonder from new york to to philly because yeah, everything's half price no we just had so much more space oh and we that had, too and we had a dishwasher double the space and half the price yeah yeah so double the convenience so like we would cook We'd make recipes and shit. It was, it was we, good times. It was good times. Diane actually made, I can tell you, she made a bacon and scallion scone mm. um, for me at one point. It was very tasty. From a from a BA okay. uh, recipe. So all right, I'll give so, her credit. All right. So so one point for BA, one yeah. point for food and wine. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I would let's let's evaluate and we'll come back to this okay. maybe next episode. All right. So speaking of um, periodicals, New York Times or Washington Post? So the goat and I like to do um, crosswords on the weekend. It's our it's our way to carve out when we, when we send the kids to quiet time. Yeah, we do. We we try and jam through a uh, crossword puzzle together. I love crossword puzzles. It's really fun, and it, and it really it, it makes you feel like you're keeping yourself limber. Yeah, no, you know it's always good to be limber. Um, I would say day to day, I prefer the Washington Post. I I love Jeff Bezos and everything he does. Like yeah. he's my Elon Musk, right? As a zenial. I think I prefer Jeff to Elon Musk, yeah. which is more of a millennial type dude. Um, now he's not himself, but millennials seem to love uh, Elon Musk. So, so the bees. I mean, that guy's like a—he's a stud. Yeah, I you have, I want, I read something recently where he bans powerpoints from meetings, and he requires you to write a six-page memo. And for the first half hour of every meeting, everyone reads the memo. And writes yeah. down notes and questions. I I read a story about how working at Amazon, even as a, a high achieving individual, is fucking soul crushing. Really? 
yes. Like, people are, like, depressed. They want to commit suicide. It's fucked up. Wow. But how cool would it be to work for Amazon? <laughs> I would work for yeah. Amazon because I'm too arrogant to think that I would get soul crushed. I think it's yeah. an amazing company. I think they do so much interesting stuff. No, it's good. I mean, you know, they, like, ruined retail. But, like, other than that, no, they like, didn't. it's totally cool. No. Retail ruined retail, buddy. Oh, yeah. look at you. Yeah. You're such a capitalist. <laughs> you are <laughs> such a capitalist. How many times have you read Atlas Shrugged? Um, I read Seven. it. Seven. I read it once all the way through. Yeah. And the John Galt radio address a couple different times. So can I tell you that? That's I, the whole book, by the way. If you want to just skip to chapter 27 or whatever it is, the John Galt radio address is the book just summarized in 40 pages. <laughs> I couldn't get through the John Galt radio address. No, because it's the book again. You're just reading. Like, like, didn't I just read like, all this? Yeah. Literally, it was like reading Heart of Darkness. Like, I fell asleep seven times. Wow. Yeah, so many I, people hate I, on Heart of Darkness. What did you think of uh, To Kill a Mockingbird? Um, I would have to revisit To Kill a Mockingbird. You know I don't what? know if I've actually ever read To Kill a Mockingbird. As an adult, I read To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. And it was amazing. It's hilarious. It's actually very, very interesting and well done. And then I read uh, How to Set a Walkman or How to Set a Discman or whatever. Set a, go, go Set a Watchman. Go, go Set a Watchman. Now, do you, do you, <laughs> <laughs> how to make sure your Discman doesn't skip. Yeah. Do you, if so, you have the Sport Edition with the yellow. <laughs> Dude, how cool was, was the Sport? Like, the yellow, yellow, I mean, like, like, why does yellow, like, just. You're athletic mean sport? if you were yellow. Yeah, yeah, right? So, but, um,. There was some some speculation surrounding Ghost of the Watchmen that, that Harper Lee actually didn't write it. Was that what? Do you, what are your thoughts on that? No, I think everyone was was disappointed that the dad Atticus Finch turned out to be just like a typical Southern old bigot. So would, um, would he not drink the siesta? Um, no, I think. I, we gotta, Atticus, get, we gotta Atticus, get back to let's let's finish up these fast Atticus Finch is not. We need to talk about what type of. I, I thought dad. we could crown this episode. With, with what type of dad yeah, drinks yeah. this. All right, so I got... Um, you got more for me? Well... That's good, because so, I have prepared zero for you. That's great. So so we're talking about... Let's go back to the crossword puzzle. So... Okay. Oh, yeah, so what, Times is like a weekend thing for me. Yeah. Uh, Times Magazine is great. I like it, I've too. always loved yeah. Times Magazine. So when was the last time you finished a Sunday puzzle? On New York Times? Yeah, since you're into crossword puzzles. Um, about a month ago. Um, okay. But, but we've recently had the good, good fortune of receiving unordered uh, uh, daily subscription to the Wall Street Journal just okay. shows up on my driveway. All right. They must know I'm a capitalist. <laughs> They're like, that dude has read Ayn Rand a couple times. Um, he prefers Fountainhead, too, I bet. Um, and then they... Do you prefer Fountainhead? I do. I like that better. I'm more into architects than... Uh, I, I feel like... Um, than reclusive, you know, social elites. I feel like the, the, the guy that's not Howard Roark, the guy that... Peter. Like, enjoys success but then like he's like is like he just just derivative of everyone else that's yeah. me yeah that's you yeah I, <laughs> oh I, you're peter I, well i feel like uh, i'm gonna show up one day and be like look at all this creative stuff that i did and, and then I'm alex delaney's gonna firebomb it well it's just gonna be it's just gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be too late by the way if you haven't read the fountainhead you don't have to anymore yeah it's it's I <laughs> sorry just, I, spoiler alert we'll put it in the notes on I, this one I, I feel like it's just gonna be too late i, I feel like i need to get my shit together and, and maybe like pivot like we've pivoted to podcast i think i just need to pivot to creativity i gotta i gotta stop fucking doing what i'm doing well, we gotta make some living that's the problem yeah no you're right you're right i mean our our hundreds or thousands of listeners i mean it's not really paying the bills right now yet yet so 
Anywho. Um, so about a month ago to answer your question. A month ago, what was your how, – how, how long did it take you? I mean, usually we do it over the course of a Sunday. Well, like our, our technique is one of us we'll, – we don't like doing it like at the same time. Yeah, we like to. One person sits with it, does a first pass through every question, tries to get the answers, but then allows the next person to come in to clean up, knowing what the rest of the other crosswords are. And then so we while kind of one person grinds the single origin coffee Correct. and puts it in the French Correct. press, the other person <laughs> we don't do the sits in the Eames lounge chair. <laughs> With, oh, man. With, I, I, with, no, I know okay. it sounds like that. I know it sounds like that, but it's really like one person like gets the kids ready for like a baseball game, right? And the other person's like, well, I will take a five-minute break and rip through a couple of these crossword questions while I drink my Keurig coffee, <laughs> right? It sounds a lot more luxurious than it really is. Oh, my gosh. It yeah. took 15 episodes, but I finally, finally get to poke fun at you. <laughs> The tables are turned. You flipped the script on me. Yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, so all right. that's that's all I got. Oh, that's so right. let's, um, let's do the dad. You want to do the dad? Or yeah. do you have one more thing or no? No, no. We got to do the dad because then we got to get back to. It. I got a couple more questions once we do this dad. Yeah. So, in thinking of the siesta, considering the Bon Appetit, considering the Alex Delaney, considering its elegant nature, what type of dad? drinks the siesta so i thought this drink was very cool it's one of the coolest drinks i've had it's approachable i'm kind of jealous of it <laughs> like it's, it's very it's just cool like it's it's right it's it's unapologetically pink yeah right it's it's just it's a very cool drink and it's delicious i love mezcal i, I can't believe that this this podcast has made me want to drink mezcal right. like all the time um but the way so so thinking of this drink made me think of a dad who in summary is effortlessly cool he's one of those guys where you go to his house and you're like how how do you have a wardrobe that just always pushes the right buttons how do you have this art on the wall that's like both masculine and feminine and perfectly captures the mood of this particular room. Right. How do you have this furniture that doesn't cost a lot, but looks pretty awesome? Right. How do you have this ironic, uh, CD collection with like boys to men all over it and not seem lame. (laughs) Right. Like this is the kind of guy. And, and as I was drinking this and, and thinking about what kind of dad, um, drinks this drink, I was thinking of my buddy, Travis Davey. Okay. Who, was one of the coolest guys I knew. Like he, he before anyone, um, could do the buzz cut when no one did a buzz cut. Yeah. Unless you're in the military, and he looked awesome. Yeah. Right. He, um, he came to school freshman year with, uh, both toenail and fingernail polish black on, right. And but he went to the University of Notre Dame and he ran track, on varsity track. Like he's just a crazy cool guy like he there's no equal and to me this drink there's no equal but it's also effortless like he it, travis never tried this dad never tries right he's just cool you go to this dad's house for a party and he's going to serve you some delicious food some guacamole or guacamole however you want to say it and guac this drink is going to be the one that he pairs it with and you're like what the hell is this drink and very effortlessly he's going to say it's an improved alex delaney yeah you know and it's going to taste delicious. And you're not even going to question that. No. You're just, you're just going to sip it. You're going to look at He's going to 
stare at you. No, he doesn't even have to because he's just he just knows it's cool. He doesn't care, and he's going to go to the next person and try and make them have a great experience. But, Th- but you're, you're not going to feel it, – it's not going to be dismissive. No, no, no. It's no. just – it's going to be – He's going to answer your question respectfully and then try yeah. and help the next next guest at his house. Yeah. I, I mean, I love this drink. It's probably my favorite drink we've had. I always say that when we have a mezcal drink, so whatever the next one is, yeah. it's probably going to be my next favorite. But this was delicious, and shout out Effortlessly Cool Dad. So this guy has, like, very obscure soaps in the powder room. <laughs> but it's not, again, again, you're not, you're not thinking. You're not put off. Fuck this guy. Yeah. What a snob. Yeah. It's just like, oh, my God, this smells so good. I'm, I'm so happy I smell like this, and I'm so happy that I can take this home with me. Yeah, it's a subtle, pleasant scent. Right. So... So here's here's a question. You're you're hanging out with effortlessly cool dad. Yeah, I wish I was. Do you? Because I'm not right now. You can fuck right <laughs> off. You can fuck right off. Because you know what? I made guacamole, and my guacamole is the shit. Yeah. And you know what? I bet it would pair well with this. It's effortless. Oh, all right. I'll tell you that much. Okay. My all guacamole right. is effortless, <laughs> motherfucker. So, here's a question. So when you're hanging out with Effortless School Dad, when you're hanging out with, with Travis Travis Dakin or Travis Davey. Dayhew, Dyson, Davey. Travis Davey, which is a cool fucking name. Isn't it cool? That is an it's effortlessly, effortlessly cool, cool. name. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, he's the kind of guy that can, like, like, he's got a buzz cut one day, but then he shows up with long hair, and it's, like, only been one day. Yeah, and it works And, like, great. somehow, like, yeah. it just, like, it, like, fucking falls right. Because he wanted right. to do it. Damn, dude. He's blessed. He's hashtag blessed. Travis Dyson. Travis Dakin. <laughs> Travis Daly. So, um, is, is Travis, does he do motocross? Probably. No, I mean, in, <laughs> he I think could, he, I, he, I, he could. We've lost touch with him, but he's now, from what I know, principal. Okay. And of a grade school, which yeah. I think is probably the perfect thing. Like prep school principal I, I don't, I or think like he, I think private it's a, I think school. it's a public school on Long Island, actually. Okay. And I think he's just like a chill, effortlessly cool Damn. principal. He Travis. probably listens to like Tool on the way home. Tool is effortlessly cool. I mean, nowadays it is for sure. That's yeah. Now you're right. Right. You're right. Fuck. So so when you're hanging out with effortlessly cool dad, what what's your play? Like, do you have one siesta or one hundred siestas? I follow his lead, and I'm sure it would be the perfect effortless amount to so, be to be having a good time, but not too crazy. I also got to say, agave liquor is to me goes down goes down easy it's smooth and it doesn't really like it's not it's not your as i said before it's not your college tequila right so it doesn't make you punchy it doesn't make you ridiculous yeah it's it's it it can be as out there as you want it to be but you can keep yourself under control so tequila though i've i've read or i've heard is is one i think one of a few or maybe the only spirit that actually is kind of an upper like it doesn't it, you know what i mean uh, yeah so it's not a depressant i i hear that too i don't know if yeah. it's true um we should research that we probably should so so basically if travis's lead is he's gonna make you black out then travis is gonna effortlessly and yeah. coolly yeah you're gonna you're gonna like stand by stand by while you're vomiting in his powder room, and you're gonna be so psyched that you smell so good. 
because yes, he's got like hands. a reed diffuser, <laughs> like from some obscure maker. But no, like so. So <laughs> this is great. It's it seems like none of this is is ironic. It's just no. like it just is. It just works. It just... He knows all the cool obscure brands. Yeah, and they work. They're not. It's not obnoxious. He doesn't. He's not a one upper dad like like the guy that drank the. Uh, I forget which one that was, but whatever. He just doesn't one up you. Yeah. He doesn't try and top your story. Yeah. He just chills. Yeah. So I hope Travis listens to this because he's gonna like think this is a love song to him. So, if he were to have a mainstream brand, what would it be? Levi's. Yeah. It's gotta be. Yeah. I mean, how 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 effortlessly cool are Levi's? And they don't like charge you a hundred bucks for jeans. They're like, uh, I'll well, charge you. Well, some of them, but like well, you you can go on you can go on and get a nice set of slim fit yeah stylish levi's yeah. for like 50 bucks i'm wearing levi's right now i am too oh no i'm not i'm wearing yeah no you're really not because cool. you're not as effortlessly cool I'm as not, i am exactly and i'm not effortlessly cool yo like travis that. if you are listening <laughs> guess what i'm also kind of effortlessly cool although i've been known to try way too hard as evidenced in episode 14 when when i followed johnny and jim's lead and fucking blacked out yeah that's a good one so speaking of blacking out we should probably black out on this, this episode recorded. yeah i think we've uh we've kind of explained our cocktail are you just gonna cut this off like the, like the sopranos last episode fuck no dude i'm gonna do the little okay yeah signal good yeah so uh no but listen uh next week we're gonna have a super awesome guest you can tell them uh no, okay. no, I'm gonna well, I'm gonna tease it out. We're gonna put it on Instagram. Yeah. Before we actually have it. So until then, follow us at Dad Drinking, at Fidel Gastro, and at JF Cosgrove Nine. Thanks again for listening. I hope you enjoyed episode 15, the siesta, and shouts to Alex Delaney, the millennial I'd like to be. Until next time, see you then. Bye. Oh yeah. And thanks a bunch to our sponsor, Side Project Jerky. Order now at sideprojectjerky.com. We'll see you next week.